Hey everyone, Dirty Mo Media President Mike Davis here. Excited to tell you about one of our newest sponsors at Dirty Mo, Airbnb. The irony here is that Airbnb is new to Dirty Mo Media, but Dirty Mo Media is not new to Airbnb. It has been accommodating us for years. And if you are a race fan, and I think you are, you know why. I mean, you've booked hotels at, uh, during a race weekend. They're, the prices are insane. You're stuck with these unreasonable multi-night minimums. Whereas Airbnb, you got many choices, all within proximity, and it ends up being way more affordable. Now, I'm not only a frequent Airbnb guest, but my wife and I are also Airbnb hosts. And you should be too. We've been doing it for years. I'll tell you why. We have an investment property that we realized it could be earning additional income through Airbnb. You don't have to have an investment property to do that. You could just find extra space in your home. That works too. It all could be making you some extra cash. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Hey, Download Listeners, Supervising Producer Andrew Curlin here. Are supply chain issues still disrupting operations? Well, let me tell you, Graybar has you covered. They are the leader in distribution of electrical, communications, data networking, and industrial products. Professionals across the country rely on Graybar's nationwide logistics network to get them what they need, when and where they need it, and within budget. That's right, and they're operating with one clear mission, to serve as the vital link in the supply chain, adding value for customers and suppliers with innovative solutions and services. Let me tell you, here's what makes them different, is you know being able to effectively navigate supply chains to get products on site and on time is so crucial these days, and Graybar's nationwide logistics network is a game changer in keeping projects on task. So when you need a hand powering, connecting, or maintaining your operations, join thousands of professionals who rely on Graybar to help keep them up and running. Check out Graybar. Visit graybar.com to start an order today. The following is a production of Dirty Mo Media. Hey everybody, welcome back to another season of the Dale Jr. Download. Mr. Dale and Archie. Billy Bob's juggling act. And that's the voice of my co-host, one of my best friends in the whole wide world, Mike Davis. Come on, Mike, get pumped. Get pumped with me. You here with me? You with me, man? You ready? Yeah, my phone's about to die. We're doing more than a show? You said we're doing a show. What are we doing now? What have you promised? What have you told them we're doing, Mike? I don't know who the hell you are anymore. Like, what is going on here? Who's the new guy? She should have just pissed all over me. It would have been yeah. fine. Chad Ganaus. Chad Ganaus is, is going to come is on Is it Ganaus? Or is, is it Ganaus? I think maybe, you know, you want to say Ganaus, but when you put those two words together, you're going to put a G in there. You've never mispronounced anything in your life that I've had. <laughs> no. No. You've no. never butchered no. the English language. Not a, Ever. Not a, not, no. a, not a signal time. What? Crank it up. I'm cold. It's time, Mike, to plan the trip. Party Sunday at the houseboat. See you there. What? You're lucky my brain works the way it does. What? Why? Because. You're assuming the worst. <laughs> you're having me. enjoyment. You're enjoying <laughs> no. your loving it. What does that mean? We're screwed. Break it down, I'm hot. Shield my eyes! I have a wind at my fingertips and I can't freezing up. That was weird. I am weird, dude. You are weird. Yeah. I bet he's all crying. I'm uncomfortable. You what? You missed the dentist appointment? I have decisions in my life that I regret. 
let's do some uh, way too early championship picks. Mine's Blaney. Blaney. My chest is starting to hurt. <laughs> I'm getting sore in my chest. Hey, everybody. It's Dale Jr. back again for another episode of the Dale Jr. Download. It is the final week of the 2023 year, season, whatever you want to call it. And um, we're in the Bojangles studio. I'm here with my co-host, Mike Davis. How you doing, Mike? I'm doing well, bud. How are you doing? Things are great. Good. Uh, coming off of the championship race in Phoenix. And um, we are, uh, yeah, we're breaking this day in right. That's right. We've got guests here, Chelsea and Travis Wagner are in watching the studio. They're part of the foundation. So welcome to you guys. And They are winners. They're winners, yeah. Yeah, we surround ourselves with just winners. <laughs> They're raffle winners. That's right. For the foundation, the Dale Jr. Foundation, which we, I uh, won't give a specific number, but we're, uh, I talked to Kelly yesterday, and we are um, giving away, we're in the process of sending to all of the charities that we work with annually the hundreds of thousands of dollars that we've raised this year. That's so, amazing. Yeah, I know. Awesome. Yeah, you, <clears throat> pretty cool. But uh, another thing that's cool, I mentioned it. We're in the Bojangles studio, and uh, now through November 22nd, you can get a free regular size dirty rice by using the promo code DALE, D-A-L-E, when you place an order on Bojangles.com or in the app. This is at participating stores, and remember that code is D-A-L-E for a free dirty rice with your online or Bojangles app order. I'm assuming that this promotion is to try to drive people to their online store and to get their app and check their app out yeah and <clears throat> which is kind of you know that's the wave of the future man <laughs> is it yeah. yeah well i think so i mean you know all these you know there's an app for everything that's right and now even you know i remember the first app do you remember the first app you downloaded on your phone i think i do i think i do let's hear it i think it was with you and tj Right when the iPhone came out, they we started playing this like car parking game. <laughs> and uh, oh, yeah. freaking a! Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, on. that was the first game game I think. Yeah, oh, I remember that. I wonder mm -hmm. if that's yeah. You had to move the cars around and fit them into. Yeah, a, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, I wonder if that thing's still out. Why there. did Andrew just bust out laughing on that? I, I'm curious. Oh, it's just nostalgic. what's so funny, Andrew? Well, because I played a similar game. It was called Harbor Master, and it's like with boats. That yeah, you had to like okay, dock yeah. the boats. I love that. Um, it was so much fun. I believe the very first app that I downloaded was the beer. Oh, <laughs> of course it yeah. was. Remember, remember you, you know, it, yeah. you start it, you hold your phone upright, right. you'd have a full beer. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. you'd turn it and drink the Ha, ha, watch me, man. I'm drinking a beer. <laughs> That's it, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, hours and hours, hours of, of entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> and now Bojangles has their very own app. But you order food. <laughs> which is good um progress yeah so uh yeah this will be a fun one this week this is it our final week and um so let's get right into it man we got a lot to talk about let's jump right on in uh as i mentioned we're coming out of the uh the phoenix championship race weekend went to uh went to went, when we go to phoenix man we're there uh probably the, that's that's the longest week that we're at the the you know that we travel in every other race 
what I'm trying to say is every other race we travel in, maybe Friday night, Saturday morning, whatever, right? This one, thing, yeah, yeah. This one, you got to be there early. We sit down with all the drivers in the Xfinity and the Cup Series for about 20 minutes apiece and uh, fill, up the, fill up our Thursday with a lot of media. So I think we flew in Wednesday night, and we uh, usually stay at the Wigwam, okay? Yeah. And I think I've told this story about last year, stayed at the Wigwam, and I had to put an uh, ironing board to, <laughs> to somewhat lock the back door. It wasn't really locking it. So my back door, I'll, t- I'll try to help you understand what, what my concern was, all right? So my back door was a sliding glass door. And the part that slid, obviously, is supposed to be on the inside of the fixed part of the sliding door. On my room, the sliding door was on the outside of the fixed area. So, and it was, you could, I could, I could push that sliding door and warp it and stick my hand outside the room. Yeah, sounds, and so sounds if, great for burglars. If somebody was on the outside, all they needed was a was a stick to sort of s- sort of cr- slide between the sliding door and the fixed part of the sliding door and unlatch the door, and they're in. Piece of cake, piece of freaking cake. And if anyone would actually know about that, then they had probably done this a time or two, right? Ease on into the room, get on get get on in there and get what you need. Yeah. So I put the ironing board at the door, so at least it'd make a hell of a lot of racket and give me a little bit of a chance to. That'll stop them. <laughs> not to stop them. It was give me a little bit of a heads up, right? Yeah. That, they weren't going to do this quietly, not in my room. <laughs> and so this year we decided to forego staying at the wigwam and get ourselves an Airbnb. There you go. Right? Got us a nice room uh, or a nice house uh, in the Aths. So there's the streets in Phoenix and then the ads. <laughs> and we were in the ads, man. But we it was me, Steve LaTarte, Rick Allen, Tony Mayoff, who works with us here at Junior Motorsports, and Russell and Jimmy, the two stat guys yep. with Racing Insights. We hung out. We ate pizza, sushi, watched the football, had a good time. Good. Yeah. Good. We did catch a little bit of hell. Uh, for for staying for getting the Airbnb and not giving not staying at the wigwam. I'm sorry, whoever <clears throat> yeah. did that. Uh, shame on them. Well, Airbnb's was, a good idea. It's all right, and, and I'll probably do it again next year. Yeah. Um, I did hear the wigwam did get remodeling done on the, some of their rooms. So, sorry, wigwam. Not trying to give you any bad press who here. You, who gave you grief? Like the, the I'd boss? rather not say. Okay. Yeah. Don't want to. I'd out rather them. not. Okay. They know who Get they are, though. They know who they into are. Into a bind. There. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Um, that sounds like a boss. Yeah, but <laughs> one of the things that happened on this trip, man, or for the Airbnb, right? You go to Airbnb, and uh, you know when you're staying at a hotel and you're traveling and staying in hotels regularly, man, or or my bus, I, there's always shampoo, everything you need, right? Everything at the Airbnbs, not so much, mm. right? You stay in some Airbnbs, Mike. I, I, I Airbnb a place myself. Um, Do they have? Yes, we absolutely make you sure. You have soap, shampoo, all the things. I mean, if you're going to be, uh, you know, the standard Airbnb person, I think it's a nice little courtesy to have. Yeah. But but some don't. You're, it's a good point. Some don't. All right, we get in there. No <laughs> shampoo and no soap. 
I didn't. I didn't complain. I'm not like, oh man, these holes. I don't know. I'm not an Airbnb pro. And this house was on the market. Maybe they, you know, maybe they're transitioning from being awesome at Airbnb to let's sell this mother. <laughs> all right. Well, you're thinking through all this, all the options. So, anyhow, uh, I, I'm like, well, I, I, I got the shower running. I'm getting ready to get in this dang thing, right? So there's the hand soap at the sink. That's gonna have to do. Oh yeah. All right. So we get the hand soap in there. I'm washing hair, face with hand soap. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's resilient, man. And that, that and that was do. yeah. And you know what? That worked for the rest of the weekend. Oh wait, you never went to the. <laughs> wait a second. <laughs> I thought this would be for the first. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> wait a second. <laughs> so I get You're home. Just stuck with a hand soap the whole week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I well, get that's that's, uh, that's pretty hey, hardcore. <laughs> I get home. I get home and I jump in the shower and Amy's in the bathroom and I'm like, man. Nice shower. This is going. This, I really needed this. I'm washing. I'm washing the Phoenix off of me. You know, Phoenix is dusty. Get a little. Du- everything gets a little dusty. Well, yeah, the head soap does. Out, I mean, pick hey, up everything does it. At that racetrack, I don't know if you ever been to Phoenix. At the racetrack. Yeah, I've been to Phoenix. Yeah. it's a dust bowl. It is. All yeah. right. Something about that so big old. So I'm in there, hill. man. I'm washing the Phoenix off. <laughs> and Amy, that's like Amy. You know. So nice to have shampoo and soap and all the things. She's like, "What are you talking about?" I'm like, "Man, I was hand soap all weekend." And she's like, "Really?" And I was like, "Yes." I was like, "You know." So I tell her, "I'm like, you know, we get there, no soap, no shampoo." So I grab the hand soap from the sink and and we're good to go. Feels like something a quick run to the store would have fixed. <laughs> you know, man. So I, you know, being I, I'm, I don't want to say this is a male female thing, but when I got the hand soap. Problem solved. <laughs> Felt good. We're good huh? to go. Yeah. We're good to go. <laughs> Amy's like, that's idiot. That's idiotic, man. <laughs> Why didn't you get, you know, you, you, the next day you get the stuff. You're driving back and forth to the track. Hey. Hey. No, I think that is a male-female thing because there's the, if there was no hand soap, then you have to rationalize uh, water's going to have to do. <laughs> <laughs> See, water's it. <laughs> I would have, that's where I would have draw the, drawn the line. I no. would have. If I if there was no soap, I wouldn't have went in there and gotten the dish soap. I would have <laughs> went to the store. You know, I wouldn't have continued to search the apartment until I found something. Um, <clears throat> I wouldn't have I wouldn't have made my own soap. Well, right? I would have went to the store <laughs> and gotten the right stuff. But the hand soap did it. Hand soap hand soap solved it. I need I no longer needed anything. Right. First of all, I don't believe for a second that you wouldn't have tried. For one time, dish soap. <laughs> Just to I, see. I don't believe that I'd have been smart enough to think dish soap. <laughs> I think you would have. You'd have learned a lot about uh, yourself. Hand Let's sanitizer see, detergent. Yeah, I mean, who hasn't done a hand san- uh, sanitizer bath? I can't. You know what? I can't do that. Hand sanitizer don't suds up, and I can't. It's annoying. It's all about the subs. That's where dish soap would have done you good, man. Yeah. Yeah. You've been yeah. oversudded. Yeah. It'd have been right. All right. So <laughs> it's still funny to me that you guys felt like that was the fix for the whole that week. was Y'all not four hey, days. No, 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 not you guys oh just you let's not put anyone else in this boat oh they're n- right. they're not as smart i don't know what they did <laughs> Y'all don't ask. we did not talk about this i gotcha i'm just having i'm sharing this with you okay <laughs> all right this is me this is what i did i'm mildly impressed There's by a, this by yeah. the way so you know it begs a question obviously what have you ever done when you were missing Oh, yeah. Either utensils, like a toothbrush. You ever brush your teeth with your finger? Yes. Yeah. Of course. 
that's a question i was actually wondering did you bring toothpaste oh yeah okay Deodorant? i had my toiletries okay you had that you which the word the toiletries man got to come up with another what the word. hell is that mm-hmm. yeah right who came up with that word yeah i don't know toiletries it feels like it doesn't belong doesn't belong <laughs> one of these isn't like the i'm other. not i'm you know I'm brushing I'm my teeth. Br- br- brushing I'm brushing my teeth here, toiletry, man. right? We don't need to call it toiletries. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. That's well, a whole other conversation. What, what would you have done? Let me ask you this. What would you better do without, deodorant or toothpaste? Deodorant. Do without deodorant. Do, re- yeah. do without, yeah, yeah, do without deodorant. Gotta have toothpaste. Gotta have toothpaste. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta brush my teeth. Me too. Yeah, I'm probably gonna regret saying that yeah. to you. Yeah. I, I'll, I will not go there. <laughs> I, I'll, let you have, I'll let you have a day off from the teeth joke. Um, I, you know, that's, that's a whole nother conversation. We're never going to get this show finished. Um, doing, doing no deodorant, deodorant. I've wore deodorant my whole life. And then, you know, hearing about the aluminums and da, 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 this and that and the other. And, you know, and thinking about how, like, absorbent those pores are in your armpits right and what what do you you know that stuff's just seeping right into your body into your bloodstream like what do you you know i I never cared about none of this stuff until i don't know in the last like three or four years everybody's getting a little more self-aware i have no idea what you're talking about really aluminum nothing aluminum what does anyone else know what i'm talking about aluminum aluminum thank you okay the other what kind do you use Speed stick. Oh, you're f- man. <laughs> <laughs> you are That screwed. explains everything, doesn't it? You're screwed, Mike. <laughs> you better quit. <laughs> Does it have some sort of uh, uh, hazardous materials? I, you know, who knows, right? Right. It's a, I that, mean, that's a, that's a narrative that's I out don't want to, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want We don't want to get there. I don't want to get into the debate about it, but. The word the, the the word is is like man be careful you know the people the people would say <laughs> certain deodorants may be harmful right because mm. you're you're putting this in a port in a pit that is you know and it's absorbing into all day body. into your yeah. body right yeah so um, th- there's some that have I guess aluminums in them it's a whole thing okay um, <clears throat> luckily man I stole some deodorant from this uh, from this hotel. The wigwam? Did you sneak into the wigwam again? Twenty it? freaking years ago, I was on a trip to Hawaii, on a bud appearance. I had this bud appearance in Pearl Harbor on the battleship that's there, or the whatever. Okay. And uh, long freaking time ago. <clears throat> and so, I think Dad was alive. He was that long ago. It's like two thousand, two thousand one. And this, uh, the, they had this, uh, that's really badass deodorant that I just I was like man I like it I'm using it during the stay I took it with and I've used this brand of deodorant since then mm. and I was like man what if this has got the aluminum in there but it's done it doesn't lucky me I did use degree there for a while well, it was a little span they were a sponsor yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. kind of part of the rules yeah yeah all right so no, I'll oh which is the um the green one that's that's right. degree that's degree, yeah. I was using green. Yeah, I have degree. It's green. Yeah, yeah. It's the white, the white, white, yeah, the gr- white. Yep. Not the anti. No, not that one. Yeah, yeah. The white one. I oh. use that one like in the two thousands. Like the the chalky, yeah. Talky, chalky, yeah, chalky yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I don't use that. You know, I mean, you'd put a shirt on. 
it's there. And it'd be, uh, you had to make <laughs> sure you did not put your deodorant on before the shirt. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. it was getting on this freaking shirt. Well, you got to make sure you hold it out so it doesn't get yes. off when you go under. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no more. Hey, I ain't got to worry about that. Anyone anymore. used no. to do the spray? Oh, yeah. Axe body spray? Yes. That yeah. burned. Yeah. yeah. That burned the out of me. Um, the, uh, some people quit. Like LW, my brother in law, Mary Kelly, they quit wearing deodorant and started taking like, you know, fish oil tablets and stuff like that that's supposed to like kill your body odor. Really? So they just do not huh? wear deodorant, period. Is that I, true? I don't know. I just, <laughs> I well, that, I, what I said was true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah, yeah. I don't know that it, there's, I, uh, yeah, I don't want to stink, man. I, I mean, I might I don't if either. I did if I didn't if I knew that I didn't have bo that would bother like you or anybody else in the room, I would quit wearing deodorant. I don't yeah. wear deodorant so that you smell it. I wear it so that I don't stink, right? That's fair, I guess. Somebody, yeah, yeah I was in a room the other day and somebody had on too much cologne, and I'm like, dude, God, yeah. like you're that's over, that's too much, yeah, right. Yeah, I don't. We all know that person, right? Yeah. Like everybody's got that person. Yeah, too much cologne guy. I, I mean, it's like, oh gosh, getting all over me. Is I mean, the smell made it feel like it was blanketing me. I was going right. to smell this way the rest of the day. You That's I mean? got to be way more harmful than uh, breathing in that stuff. Yeah. Secondhand cologne. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> We're getting exactly. way off base. <laughs> yeah, way off base. All right, um, and that's it for the show today. NBC, break. <laughs> go to Door Bumper Clear if you want to hear about Phoenix. We're moving on. No, There's, I don't know if that's even the best. Place. Oh, that's we'll true. See. Y'all went forever. <laughs> oh, I I'll never get to that podcast. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, door, door Bumper Clear created, uh, got some momentum. They had a bit of a lull right around the Chicago week for whatever reason. I don't know what it was. <laughs> I got might've it. Been, I... Might have been some some. You know, I have a theory. Some <laughs> hole on the internet. <laughs> um, they, but they picked the momentum back up. Yeah, got things going again. Uh, ended strong, just like the NBC broadcast. I think that was one of our best of the year. It was good. I wanted to tell you that. I, mean, I y- Y'all did a great job covering the Thank whole you. weekend. I for felt sure. great about it. It was good. Look, I get done with those broadcasts, and I don't judge. I, I don't really try to judge all of us. I, I do judge the whole thing as a whole, but I certainly am critical of my own work. And this year was sort of hit and miss for me. One of the things that we really uh, got thrown that was new uh, on our plate was the action-adventure segment, which is really that thing we do right after Gentlemen Start Your Engines. And I really paid a lot of attention to, to people's opinions about it because it was new. And uh, I wanted to glean through the criti- criticism of it to find out how to be better at it, right? What were some of the things people liked? What were some of the you know, realistic things they didn't like other than just, oh, that sucked? You know what was what was some of the things you could actually work on. So yeah, I paid a lot of attention to what I was reading in the in the comments uh, uh, on social media and Reddit and so forth. The first one out of the gate at Nashville was great. I mean, I'll be honest. I'll, I'll I, you know I don't usually like to brag on myself, but I thought we did a great job. And people were like, "Man, that's a way to start a show. That's a way to start a race. That's a way to get us going." You know, and I'm thinking, "Man, we got something here. Okay, we're gonna go with this." And then we stumbled. A couple good ones here and there. A couple more stumbles. One of the problems that I have with the action adventure is, um, you know, you're, you're, you got it's real emotion, but there is a bit of acting. Um, as as an analyst, you're reacting, right? Watching a race and just seeing saying what you see. Uh, when you're doing the action adventure, you're sort of like teeing up. 
a thing about to happen and trying to get someone excited about it. And, and there's, so there's a, you're selling. And <clears throat> doesn't come easy. And so a lot of times too, so I'll, I'll go back to this. <clears throat> um, one, of the thing, one of the things I have a problem with is just ge- you know, general uh, regular nuances of doing television. A producer, their job is to tell you what's happening. Right, and so while you're working, a producer is talking to you, telling you that B-roll's about to run, telling you that you need to send it down to pit road to this particular pit reporter. They're telling you that a commercial's coming. They may count you down to a commercial ten, nine, eight, whatever. Right? They're 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 producing. That's their job. And the people that have been in television and 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 radio for the majority of their lives and have chosen this profession and really worked and honed their skills can do the job and hear a producer all at the same time. Not me. <laughs> Good. Right? Yeah, I can't imagine. I can't do it, right? And I don't think a lot of people that don't do TV could, right? And nope. so I still struggle with it. I still – I don't think I'll ever, ever be great at sort of trying to complete a thought or voice an opinion with a producer talking in my ear. And it's not the producer's problem. It's it's just I'm not wired to be able to do it. And so I've worked really hard with my producer to try to stay clear when I'm trying to do that action adventure. And and so uh, anyhow, that's kind of more than more often than not when the action adventure doesn't go well, it's because I get tripped up uh, because there's 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 moving parts happening with the show in my ear. Uh, but sometimes you just suck and you just don't do a do a great job at it or you for, you know you work, you mix your words up forget what you really wanted to say you get a little nervous or caught off guard or whatever but this particular weekend I had a mistake on Saturday I mixed a few words up on my action adventure on Saturday for the Xfinity race on Sunday they split me and Burton up he had a little piece on pit road he said his piece and then I was going to do basically a another version of what we did Saturday about restarts and so uh i wrote what i wanted to say down on a piece of paper this is about the way i probably would do it every week i take it to rick allen i say rick read this T- tell me if you'd change anything he goes man i think that's great i love it and then i will re- i will i will spend the rest of the morning running that through my head rem- like memorizing it i bet i read that through my head and and rehearse that more than 500 times wow between nine o'clock and 12 and i and when i got up there to do it 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 went well i didn't screw it up i didn't trip on a word i didn't my producer stayed clear i asked her to do that for me uh she 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 did an awesome job even after that the rest of the day our whole team kicked butt i felt the race was good I felt we were. I was entertained by what I was watching in the race. There were some lulls, but in general, the 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 championship was never really decided until that la- that last final fifteen twenty laps. Right, it's a good race. Entertaining. Me, uh, going back to uh, giving compliments <clears throat> to the broadcast, I know we've said this before, but it's worth repeating again. When Christopher Bell blew the Blake uh, uh, blew the brake rubber, yeah. the graphic and the explanation that Steve that deserves an Emmy. That whole graphic, so who, the team that does all that, and I yeah. know Steve is involved, but I'm saying I know that there's more people involved in that. That entire group deserves an Emmy. That right. is the 
the way that you guys were able to implement that in that moment, you came right out of a commercial break and explained exactly what happened. I just don't know that anybody could do that better. I mean, that is an amazing, uh, it's an amazing benefit for the viewer at home to be able to have that and explain this, especially with this new car. Um, I just, I felt, I felt like we needed to at least give uh, uh, accolades to whoever is responsible for that. Uh, Steve and whoever else, um, because it was well done and it was necessary in that moment. Yeah, I agree with you, man. I don't know what the, you know, an Emmy, whatever award they want to give us. Uh, I think that they should absolutely uh, be acknowledged and, uh, and, and I hope, and I would hope, genuinely, man, it genuinely deserves that kind of recognition. And I would hope that Steve would, would be a part of that. Absolutely. Because he articulates it so well. And uh, he's done that ever since we brought that sort of animation in to explain this new car and all of the inner workings of the transmission and transaxial, transaxle and all of the, you know, the, the tow link issues. And he has done such a good job spelling out. And yeah. I learn every time. In that case, the, the actual rotor exploded yeah. in the animation. Like, like I thought for sure we're just going to go see where the rotor is and all that stuff, and everything's got its color, yeah. and it's like that's going to explain. But then he goes, when it heats up, and you're going to hit those brakes and everything, and then you saw kaboom, and I'm like, what? wait a second. That is literally an animation and a graphic, impeccable quality in the moment of exactly what just happened. Yeah. And so I just thought I was impressed. I would have one complaint. What's that? It was on the left front in the animation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's right. It, but that's okay. <laughs> it was on the left front. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> still Emmy worthy. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products like Venom heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Let's go on through it, man. Truck series. Pretty in everybody. If you didn't see the truck race, <laughs> I'm never supposed to tell you not to watch, but maybe you maybe you just skip that one. Um, but if you did see it, you know what happened. Uh, a lot of crazy crap going on at the end of that race, and um, you know it's it, it's exactly what we saw at Martinsville in the Xfinity race. Yeah, and uh, you know, so I mean, there's uh, you know, I don't want to get I don't want to give the truckers a hard time. Because it ain't just truckers, man. None of that happens if Carson Hosevar doesn't wreck Corey Heim with 30 to go and then Heim retaliating with four laps to go, right? If all of, if those two guys don't get near each other and do that, then I don't think we have any kind of real drama at the end of that race. But when you have a championship on the line, trucks that all – you know, they, they there's a lot of on throttle. The trucks, you know, are very 
aero aero dependent and the way they race is kind of brings this kind of stuff into the into play uh i won't say youth i mean there's some young guys but some veterans as well but anyways when you have a championship on the line and you're going to have a late restart chances are there's going to be some some things like that that happen i don't care if it's at any level even at the cup level you know sometimes it might happen i wouldn't be shocked or surprised to see it at the cup level i know it's probably more unlikely because the drivers have have a bit better racecraft and understanding um of what's 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 fair and not fair but you'd agree that the truck series has developed the reputation of having this type of immaturity almost on a weekly basis right i mean like no it's, it's consistent i wouldn't say that it's not consistent Mm-mm. i mean i don't see it every week i watch truck races and i don't really see it all the time every week i think it's you know martinsville and an xfinity race i'm going to go to martinsville next year and i bet you the first martinsville race in xfinity won't have this i bet you the second one will it's not really a it's not a serious problem it's it's you know it's it's a little bit on the drivers for sure i'm i'm they bear all the responsibility for their decisions but it's the box they're put in man just like the xfinity the xfinity cars at martinsville that finish was just as comical and absurd that the, the it was crazy and it bared, I mean, all of the conversations and, and, and all the things that happened, that things were said. Let's go back. Refresh your memory. To Martinsville? Yeah. Yeah, I, don't, I, I, I remember it. I'm, I'm, I feel like it's not the same, actually. But, but I, I, I actually understand your point. Yeah. Every corner they were running over each other, knocking each other out of the way. Everybody got run over at Martinsville in the Xfinity race. I guess I apply Look, a different the whole a different field logic was, with Martinsville. the whole damn field was destroyed at the start finish line at the end of the race. Does it does the fact that Martinsville a half mile short track mean anything though in that conversation? I mean, like I mean, Phoenix is three what just it, another it, quarter mile but longer. It's definitely more more room. It's a mile. It's a mile. So like it, like it yeah. It's not the same as a half mile short track. I don't know. I, I apply a different <laughs> one approach mile. to to each one of those and. I, I did feel like the formats and, the, and everything puts them in a box. You are 100% right about that, Dale. Yeah. I mean, like, th- they are doing that. I've, the, retaliation, the retaliation at the end of the truck race is what – I don't remember seeing that at Martinsville. Yeah. Like, deliberate retaliation, take you out. This, you're not going to end this race. And that is what we saw at Phoenix in the truck race. And it did affect the end and the championship as we, as we know. Yep. Um, that's what I think is the difference for yeah. me. Freddie, Freddie uh, on Door Bumper Clear said that you know he had some comments on Twitter that made me um, pause for a minute because I was trying to figure out what he meant. He said, it, you know, what 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 Carson Hosvar did was worse than what Heim did, and I'm like, well, why? Because Heim Heim's or what? I'm sorry, what Heim did was worse. Heim's retaliation costs Enfinger the championship. So, um. That's he's saying that's worse than what Carson did, and I'm like, how? I, I I didn't understand where he was going with that until you know he spells it out. It makes sense to me, but you know Carson started it, right? It doesn't you know Heim doesn't do what he does on on lap four if Carson doesn't do what he does, and Carson has this reputation of doing it, and so I don't know that you, I don't know that I could say one's worse than the other. I think they're about equal. 
it's a bad look. You know, it's a bad look for the truck series. How do you come back from that, right? Yeah, what if you're Carson Hosvar, especially, and and uh, and Corey Heim? Like, what what do they need to do? Do you think that they have to earn people's trust? They obviously want to grow in this sport. They want to get opportunities. Do you think this hinders that? I'm hesitant to tell you my point of view because I don't know that it'll be popular. Going, you know, this is the thing, man. All right, we we'll cut to the chase here. Carson has done this so many times. And he went in the corner and not, you know, hits Heim and goes up the track further. So looking at the motion of his truck as he drives down in the corner, across the track, hits Heim, continues to go up the track. I'm like, he did, it's indefensible. It's indefensible. And him coming over the radio and going, walk me through what happened there. I'm like, wait a minute, man. You know what you just did. He's like playing the oh, I don't know what just happened card. You know, it's like, no, man, you know what you did. And beating the steering wheel and getting all animated inside the car, to me, is not. It's not an excuse. It's not a get-out-of-jail-free card. I don't know that it's genuine. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. I mean, I think that he, he may feel, he may feel some sort of, like, Damn it, I, I, I screwed up again. I, damn it, I really don't, I, I got to quit doing this. But I'm sure that he feels like, man, I got to straighten this out. I got to stop doing this. But he doesn't feel that way in the moment to stop doing it. He keeps doing it. There's something innate inside his mental approach to all of this that really, really, really needs some work. And he's going to, if he continues this type of stuff, ruin this incredible opportunity he has because he is incredibly talented. And so I, I in a couple of weeks will soon forget any involvement that Haim had in all of this. Hmm. I will forget that Haim wrecked him with Vortigo. I will forget that that um, cost Enfinger the championship. I will forget all of that in about two weeks. What I will not have forgotten is what Carson has been doing. That's it. That's it. That's the whole thing for me. And I believe that's probably likely for about anybody else in the industry. I think you're right. And for that reason, I don't think that's an unpopular opinion. I know that it's harsh to say, but that fa- the fact is, I think that that's probably how yeah. most people feel about right. it. Right. So does Heim have work to do to, to rebuild his rep? No. Because gotcha. he yep. doesn't have a reputation of doing these things. I got your point. Yep. But, All right. But Carson does. They're not in the same boat. And so Heim's going to go on down the road pretty much damage free Carson on the other hand digs a deeper hole to try to climb out of talking about trying to repair a reputation it's, I don't I don't even know if that's uh, that's putting it lightly right got it yeah now yeah. look I'm I hate to say that because dude man I want to like Carson I want to pull for him dude said some cool things about me 
we've had, you know, you can go read it in the press. But, you know, he and he is so fast. He's so good. But this little thing that he's doing isn't, uh, I don't think it's this easy cure, you know, thing to cure. It's something built and instilled way down in him that's part of his DNA that'll be really hard to extract. Okay? <clears throat> that's what I worry about because it continues. <clears throat> if he would have if he would have been able to race Heim cleaner, even if they beat and bang some, right? If he would have been able to allow Heim to finish the race even with some contact, that would have been a, hey, I think Carson's getting it. I think he's figuring it out. That was a better thing there in the past. Maybe done something stupid, but he did, you know, he continues to do this. All right, so that's that's kind of where I am at it. I don't, you know, and, and the truck series, to me, as far as how the race got, you know, got out of hand and, 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 and unraveled, I, I see it as I, I disagree a little bit with you, Mike. I see it as exactly how the Xfinity race went at Martinsville. I put a lot on the I put a lot on the drivers, but I also put a ton on this this system, the playoffs. That it's a it's a one race for everything playoff scenario. You know, at Phoenix for the title with three laps to go. Um. I don't know what you're supposed to expect. Yeah, I think you you say it better than I did. I think I, I agree with what you're saying. Same in the in the Xfinity race at Martinsville is the same thing, if not more. You've got eight people in that moment trying to get through. That's right. Right. So it's going to be if you if you put them all if you if you if you said all right, let's just hypothetically. One one thing that's consistent about all of this is late race restarts, both at Phoenix or and and at Martinsville, right? Late race restarts. If the races run green, we go caution free. We don't have a bunch of craziness, but it's the cautions inside of ten to go, right? Tell me what's going to happen if we went to every elimination race, lined them all up, and threw the green and said race is over in three laps. I think you're saying that they would all yeah. have a collision and, and it would be chaos. Yeah. But then the Xfinity Series race at Phoenix, not Martinsville, was a good exhibit of hard racing, late restarts, yeah. and they didn't go act like fools. You know why? Why? Because of the truck race that happened the night before. Oh, uh, yeah. All right. So when we go to the duels at Daytona, forever, we'd race at the duels at Daytona, all right, in, in, in February. Spend six, you know, you spend six months building this pristine car, polishing, molding, fixing. Right, you send it out there, and you go out there in a one twenty five, and wad it up. Right. And the first race, you'd have this big crash that would take out six or eight, ten cars, and everybody that's in the second race would go, "Oh, shit. can't do that. We better not do that." Right. I forgot this car is important. I forgot this car is <laughs> massaged and and perfect. I better get it into the actual race. That is Sunday, the Daytona 500. Right. And so the second race would be like, everybody mind your P's and Q's. Everybody take it easy here. We know what's at stake now. Boy, that was a, that was a good reminder. Um, and so I think it was a little bit of that. 
I, yeah, you could be right. I, I, I see that. Uh, but, I mean, certainly with the vocal uh, reaction from everybody in the industry after Friday point. night. Absolutely. I mean, everybody was harsh on the way that that thing, embarrassed, embarrassed. It was absolutely embarrassing, and it's, it's fortunate we didn't have that two nights in a row. Let's move on to Xfinity Race, A.J. Allmendinger. <laughs> Al Geyer and Mayer uh, came up short trying to uh, win the championship for Junior Motorsports. I saw um, Al Geyer at the end of this race last year, walked up to him, and, man, we were both heartbroken, right? And uh, I told him, I said, let's not do that again. We're going to win this year. We're not going to do, you know, we're going to be standing there on pit road trying not to cry. Um, he, you know, we don't win. Cole Custer wins, a deserving champion. Cole back down in the Xfinity Series after a little short stint in the Cup Series, trying to prove that he belongs in the Cup Series, and he goes out there and gets it done. I walked up to Al Geyer and I said, man, I'll tell you, I don't really – I don't feel like as heartbroken as I did last year. And he goes, yeah, I don't either. We're not going to stand here and, and pout. And I said, you know, I feel like we put up a good fight for it. We weren't good enough. And he goes, yep, yeah, I feel the same way. We raced them hard. We had a shot, and we just didn't get it done. And so um, looking ahead to 2024, man, we've got a lot to be excited about. Uh, we're going to make some changes, trying to improve a couple cars. Brandon Jones, I think, can run a lot better than he ran this past year. Mm-hmm. I know he's, he's a race winner. Uh, it's my job and our job at Junior Motorsports to try to give him everything he can to compete, and 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 I felt like we we didn't we didn't meet that that goal this year. So um, going to do some things to try to get him better. We want to, um, you know, we're trying to, you know, bring in Sammy Smith, and and he I think did some great things at the end of the year that I was uh, happy to see some speed, qualifying well, and racing well in a few events there he's 19 got a lot to learn but uh i think people will be you know get, give us about two and a half years with sammy and see where we are um and then you know josh berry spent over a decade with us racing in the late models winning over 100 races track championships at multiple places Cars Tour Championship, the national title. I never dreamed in my life that I would ever win a national title at that at the regional division or the regional level. And uh, Josh got that for us. One of my more prouder uh, uh, trophies that we have. And so, um, and I mean, right here in this office or right here in this studio, we... Uh, surprised Josh with his opportunities to race in the Xfinity Series. You know, just trying to get him 12 races was Herculean. Yeah. And then to be able to turn that into a full deal where he would go and win races and prove that he belonged. We had a, we had a rough year with Josh this year. I take a lot of responsibility for that. It's not a Josh Berry problem. It's a, It's just... I, you know, we all sat down in all season, and it's a puzzle, right? You put it together, and you go, we're going to put these pieces together, and this should work. We all sat there collectively and said, that looks like a good puzzle. And it just didn't bear the fruit. So, um, you know, and I, I'm disappointed in that, and that will bother me for quite a while as Josh moves on to racing the Cup Series. 
Um, I wish that we had done things differently, but it's, um, you know, you put a team together and, and sometimes it works and sometimes it just doesn't. And for, uh, for this particular year, it wasn't, it wasn't productive and, and, um, but Josh moves on to racing the cup series and, and I, you know, I will forever be pulling for his success. Same. Yeah. Now, I mean, starting immediately, we race against him. We're That's going right. to Florence in a couple of weeks. I'm going to run my late mile stock car. He'll be out there driving a Ford that Harvick owns that Rodney's built. Um, but, um, you know, so when we race with him on the late mile stocks, so that'll be a lot of fun seeing him at the track and, and competing. But uh, And I'm sure he's going to smoke us uh, being as good as he is. But uh, seeing him race on Sundays next year, I cannot wait to watch his progression, watch him learn, get better and better and better, right? Um, Did you talk to Sam Mayer after the race? You know, Sam Sam uh, was really s- sad, I thought. Right. I, look, when I walked up to Sam. It's hard to tell, you know. But uh, I walked up to Sam, and I thought, man, he looks pretty bro- heartbroken. Hmm. Um, but listening to his media comments afterwards, I was really proud of him. His his interview post race uh, got a lot of great you know great positive criticism. I told Sam standing next to the car after he got out, I said, "Let me remind you that no one thought you would be here. Nobody was going to put Sam Mayer in the championship four." And you have came a hell of a long way as a driver from where you were at the start of the year, even halfway, you know, even at the halfway point of the year. He has progressed. We get another year with him. Marty will be back as his crew chief. And he is maturing. He, he took a big leap forward in maturity just as a man, right? And he takes that inside the car with him. He ran a really good race. He had some moments during that race, not just at the end either, and some other points during restarts and so forth where the old Sam Mayer could have came out and he could have knocked some people around and honestly been able to you it was it would have been excusable because of his age and his past history, right? But there were a few times where I was really watching him close and I'm like that was good patience. That was smart. He didn't do, you know, he didn't he didn't do the aggressive, inexperienced thing there. And so, and even at the end, that final, that final restart, I think he'll, you know, him and Justin both will run that back through their heads over and over. I bet they're upstairs right now in the competition meeting, going over and over and over that final restart. Hmm. what they could have and should have done. But again, you know, Sam Sam maybe could have done things a little differently, but, you know, he didn't do something that he has to excuse or regret or explain away. So I'm I'm excited for him. I'm glad that Justin and, and uh, Justin's program should be as is going forward. So will Sam's. Those two cars made, our, made the Final Four. I think they'll go into next year and continue to – improve and be even stronger no reason why they can't try to you know both get back to the final four uh we got you know we 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 will 
we will work in the offseason to, to try to give Brandon and Sammy Smith both the same opportunity. I'm looking forward to it. A lot of potential. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of potential there. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, going into the cup race, um, one of the things that was so fun, uh, let's go over the Blaney hand gestures. All right? <laughs> so my man Blaney is easily annoyed behind the steering wheel. Man, I say this on the, I'll say, you know, I've said this on the broadcast a couple times, uh, specifically using the word um, short fuse or the phrase, Blaney's got a short fuse. And as soon as I say it, man, I go on Twitter and all of the glass holes, uh, Blaney fans, will be like, why does Dale say he has a short fuse? That is not true. Hey, man, they go, they go to his defense. Am I, am I wrong? Oh, I mean, I'm I'm assuming you're telling the truth about that. I don't know what they go to his fin- defense. No, am I, think I wrong about, about him Blaney being a short? A, no, I think that goes back even year. Uh, like you and him have even had uh, little issues with him in the short fuse while you were still racing yeah. his rookie year. Yeah. Like no, I, but I don't. Yeah, that's not a problem. People act like that's a, a degrading thing to say. Was, no, you say short fuses in race cars not uncommon <laughs> and not a not a terrible thing not to have. Ter- no, Blaney even said it in his post race press conference that yes. he gets mad easily thank you <laughs> from the man himself from your man from your man glass holes that's right um it, people that get it's like you know you congratulate blaney and then you have people like coming at me saying he you gonna defend what he says in the radio and i'm like why do i give a crap about what he said on the radio if he won a championship why do i care what he's doing in the car to win a championship i could not care less i like it i like of the course. cursing it gives us great audio. They play it during the commercial. They're like, listen to Blaney. I'm like, y'all have to put that on air. And they're like, oh, we're gonna. Yeah. And so, um, but the the funny, the funniest part for me is we're riding along with him in the car and he's driving along and he's just flipping his hand. Over. He's like, over and over. He's getting so frustrated. <laughs> and the one car's in front of him just kind of driving the same line, lap after lap. And Blaney's like flipping his hand in the air. And I'm like, what? Blaney's just driving. and But Blaney knows more than we do, right? Blaney's out there on the racetrack. I, I'll, I'll, look, I'm going to give him that. He knows more than we do, right? And he's he knows that Chastain's being strategic and tactical in how he's trying to air block, right? But it's just so funny. If you just kind of ignore that little part and watch Blaney ride around the track, man, he's – his hands up in the air and he's flipping the bird and he's like having this sort of conversation yeah right with yeah. himself and with chastain therapy self yeah. self therapy <laughs> self medication yeah. is what that is that is what the bird finger gives you yeah. sometimes it just feels better there was a it was like just a just the a, bird. it was a flip of the bird and it was like just dash level you're right yeah. it wasn't like 
at the windshield. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't out there at the windshield like, boy, I want you to see this one. Right. Again, he's just self-therapy there. Yeah. I, he smiled after that. He was like, oh, that felt good. Yes. So it. I'll say this too. Like sometimes, like I've tried to cuss and, and, and complain without mashing the button on the radio and it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't feel as good, does it? Yeah. You got to have somebody hear it. You can't. <laughs> yeah. So it does. Uh, it only it only works and relieves that sort of pressure if someone hears it. And it doesn't matter who hears it. And so, you know, maybe they need, you know, maybe there needs to be a, like a life coach on the radio that Blaney just talks directly to. <laughs> the therapist. Yeah. Licensed, licensed therapist. Yeah. Yeah, you know just what? for all, all drivers. Yeah. Who does he need? Who could be Blaney's they, life it, coach it, on the it, radio? No, no, no. <laughs> this person doesn't have to have uh, an ability to even talk back. They oh. are just there, and they don't have to have – we're just going <laughs> to label them the life coach, right? They, they, do, they, could be, they could be somebody straight out of the grandstands. <laughs> this person this is just the, the Blaney needs to say these things one person needs to hear it and then that's the end of the that's the end of it they're just like kind of a trash can catch all for all of the cursing and the madness that Blaney needs to release it's like that stress ball yes yeah, like to, but yeah. then we would so he could have maybe he could have well that's fine he could have a special button that he mashes where he just curses and, and this only this own one person just is the only one listening to it that reminds me about back in Kurt Busch's heyday when he was just letting them fly on well, the radio. And, and yeah. I remember his uh, PR guy, who was one yeah. of the all-time greats, Tom Roberts, said, you can say all those things, Kurt, just don't press the button. It doesn't work. So, <laughs> hey, doesn't work. maybe maybe, um, maybe the person does talk back. So Blaney, can, you know, Blaney or let's just say any drive. You believe that Ten four. Yeah, man, that was bullshit. You know, somebody to agree with you. That's a crew chief role. Crucci's busy, man. Crucci's busy doing strategy, talking to his engineers. He ain't got time for this chitter-chatter. Sorry. T Steve Letart would tell you that a lot of the things is just working with the driver. Steve and get, They know how your buttons are pushed, and he's and he knows how to play them. Steve Letart will tell you the Crucci role has changed tremendously since he last did it. He can no longer do it. Is that right? Yeah. He said so on the broadcast. Okay. So the Crucci's today have so many more responsibilities, they're not really – this sort of line of communication for the driver anymore. So that's more the spotter's role. Like, we hear the spotters now more talking to the drivers, right? Right. Like, Josh Williams. Come on, man. Hang in there. Keep it okay. Big picture here, buddy. Right. Things the crew chief would say 10 years ago. That's no more, more than, you know, so maybe the spotter's the guy that's like, yeah, man, I agree. Even if the spotter doesn't agree. Even if the spotter's like, you're an idiot. The You know, the driver just needs to hear somebody go, you're right. He is an ass. You're right. That was screwed up. You got you got the raw end of that, right? Okay. Listen, you're you're right. Yeah. You're right. But I'm I'm just so I'm so um, amused at just the idea, just the hypothetical of you and TJ uh, back in the day. Like, there's no way that would work all the time. You would get too pissed off at your. It's like you getting pissed off at your therapist. Yeah. And and. I just want to see what comes of it. Now, like, again, I think you're right. Yeah. They, so drivers just need to be coached down um, or coached up. But what happens when y'all go at odds, then it's right back where we were. And I'm here for it, by the way. I don't have a problem with any of it. Well, I don't think that Josh Williams and Blaney would go at odds. 
may, I don't know them enough. I don't know Josh Williams enough, but I know I'm just thinking about you and TJ. That's yeah, all this probably about. wouldn't work with me and TJ. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't. He's not agreeable. That was be honest with you. Um, you did need a crew chief to a person use as a sounding board, didn't or a you? Person, yeah, anyone. Person, crew chief, spotter. And when that crew chief didn't play that role, it didn't work. No, I'm yeah. not going to say names. I'm just saying that it didn't work. Yeah, I mean, you could even go back to the Yuris, man. Sometimes they would um, get you wound up. Yeah, you know, and pops would tell you go take out that guy or whatever it is. I mean, like that was just how they're. I That's always felt like that, you know, yeah, I always felt like that the Yuris were like, yeah, screw him. Right. Well, yeah, yeah, go get, you know, that was BS. Yeah, man. But, but when man. when the crew chief's not that way, when the crew chief's like counter to what you're thinking, it's the spotter can't do anything. He'll lose his job. Right. You're not, the driver don't pay the spotter. The team does. And if the crew chief goes into the shop on Monday and goes, Hey, boss, uh, this spotter we got, I can't work with him. That's right. He's that's out. Happens. Yeah. And so that, tie, that ties TJ's hands a little bit. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, so um, did you think that – so you, from your comments, it sounds like Ross didn't do anything wrong, and we, I think we all sort of agree. Like, Ross is going to race like himself. Ross, yeah. He's not going to – I'm not saying it's wrong or right. Ross I'm just didn't do anything wrong. Right, and he won the race. So, I mean, what, how can you hate a guy for trying to win the race? Blaney, uh, but I just want to see some. Um, I want to see some social media memes and stuff with the Blaney hand gestures. Mm-hmm. All right, like any. where's the videos? I haven't seen any. Do you remember when Blaney and Bubba were driving down the road and they were mimicking uh, yeah, the yeah, other drivers? Was, that popped up recently. From Did me. it? I yeah. want to see that done about Blaney. About Blaney. Blaney. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. The funniest part of that whole exchange was William Byron's crew going, the 12 is melting down. Yes. Go get them. Like, yeah. He said that. Yeah. Yeah. It was true. That. It yeah. was we true. All it were, I'm standing there. I'm like, man, I picked Blaney to win. Look, you know, I know I'm supposed to be bi- uh, uh, non-biased in the booth, but, man, I'm pulling for Blaney. I picked his ass, right? Right. You had, um, a lot, you had a lot on the line on that. Yeah. I'm like, Blaney, <laughs> come on, man. Don't, 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 don't mess this up for me. Don't self-destruct. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, um, there's one guy that's been in your bucket since February, and you're gonna let him down. Yeah, but uh, you know, now the meltdown on the radio uh, was notwithstanding. I, I would say that. Did you think that Blaney was trying to race Ross too hard too soon, like before the last pit stops? I think that there was a you know at least an idea that he was pushing the envelope. Trying to make the pass because he was trying to get out in the lead. It's so important to and, get the clean air. Right, 100%. And I felt that way, too. I appreciated what Blaney was doing at that point of the race. But um, I, I think everybody else was just trying to wait and see what happened. I, I will say this. I was, I was worried and nervous when he was doing that. I won't be the next time. Because I was sitting there going, man, Blaney is about to ra- race the shit out of this guy and, and lose the big pit. You know, he's for, he's going to race the shit out of the you know the one the one yeah and and for and lose the big picture but he didn't he raced the shit out of the one and still won the race and so well yeah the the one won the race i'm sorry yeah. still won the championship so i will i will next time i'm watching this same scenario play out i'm gonna go you know what blaney's got it he I, i'm gonna trust that blaney knows what the hell he's doing he's our, i mean he's a champion he's he knows what he, he's in that car so if that's the way he thinks he needs to be raced, 
racing in the moment. Who's the question what he thinks he needs to do, right? Not, not me. Not anymore, anyways. Um, there's a debate, though, about the race itself. Was it a good race? And I want to go to Jeff Gluck's poll. Jeff Gluck does the poll every week. We're all very aware of that. Um, 67.9%. So 70 or 68%, 68% said yes, that it was a good race. But that ranks 11 of the 16 Phoenix races in the poll. Number five of eight championship races in the poll. Ford Homestead, Ford Phoenix. It's number three of the four championship races that have been raced at Phoenix. Last year only got 28%. Ugh. I'm surprised that it's number three of the four Phoenix races because I, I don't really remember the other ones being all that great. Certainly last year's must have not been very good. I thought it was a good race. Was my Am I wearing the rose-colored glasses with the number 12 Blaney written on the side? Yeah, a bit. I, I think you are a little bit, but yeah. that's okay. It's fair. I mean, listen, your vantage point, when you're calling the race, you're – just such a, a a better vantage point um, than us at the the race. Listen, if I'm being honest, I think I can all the way go back to I didn't love the I didn't love the the championship four in terms of storylines and personality. Wow, I know. I'm sorry. I just I'm saying I didn't love it. I like I would have loved a little bit more. Right, I don't we, know personality. That's going to be a YouTube clip. Just a little. <laughs> just that little Whatever. part right there. Right put that out there so you had that you had that there wasn't a whole lot of compelling things beyond their abilities to race which is unquestionable what? that that's that's for sure really secondly then the the first half of that race was just it just wasn't that good really my i'm am i what do you disagree you disagree obviously man i don't know man i i it was almost almost painful for i'll tell i put it this way Knowing that it's a championship race, there was nothing, especially in the first half of it, that felt big in terms of what I was seeing on the track. Your, really? Again, your broadcast was great. Everybody's doing what they can. Um, you take away Christopher Bell's issues, and there is not a single thing yeah. about that race that was memorable uh, until the very end when, when Blaney started mixing it up with Ross. I, that's just my opinion. I know. I'm surprised by and, that. So here's the thing. So um, when you're at the track, standing there watching the race, especially from a high vantage point, listen, my vantage point from the booth is going to give me a different energy and a different entertainment le level and value than even the person standing in the pits, right? When you're down in the pits, you see a whole lot less of, of what's happening on the track. And... When you're watching on TV, listen, we got cameras everywhere. We're doing our best to give you everything you can, but still, you can't freely look around wherever you want to try to see whatever it is you'd like to look for, right? So, while I'm standing there in the booth, there's a, during the pre-race even, during the pre-race down on the front straightaway, there's this tension building. So it's a level of anxiety and energy just building it's bottling up it pressure's growing pressure's growing get the green flag it continues to build we have started the race in a very very short period of time we're crowning a f champion when the race begins william byron who we've told his story in the last half hour of the pre-race or the last hour you know william byron's story and he is now leading the race. If, this thing, if everything goes as is, William Byron could be our champion. 
who basically started driving race cars 10 years ago. All right? His meteoric rise through trucks, Xfinity, into Cup, and then he ran in Cup and was just top 10 in the shit out of everything, not winning really a lot of races, and here he is in his, in his year where he breaks through, driving the 24 iconic car. I mean, all of these things are in your face as you're watching this play out in that stage one. All the while, just outside of you, right, in the corner of your eye, the 12 and the 20 are just methodically sort of moving forward, climbing into the conversation, right? Blaney qualified 15th. The 20 was outside, you know, back there as well. And, you know, so there's those things happening in that first stage that were uh, satisfying my entertainment and so you know the stage ends we're gonna have a pit stop oh blaney lost some spots oh man all that he gained now he's back behind a couple of guys oh he's mad i hear him on the radio all those things are 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 entertaining me and then you know you have stage two right and you got you got kind of oh here's larson now larson's finally you know, showing what he can do. And and now he's in the conversation. Ooh, the 24 might be fading a little bit. What's going on there? Now Blaney's – oh, yep, we saw that car in practice. The 12 car was the best car in practice. Now look at him hauling ass. Twenty Blaney's got a real shot at this. Finally we get to see him side by side, neck and neck with the 24 and the 5. And looks like that 12's got the better race car. And then the 20 has the issue. Now it's just three. This is very much more clear picture now. All right, so we're that whole process is playing out, and to me, you know, I'm I'm entertained because nothing was decided, nothing was known, all the way up until the very end. Still weren't sure a hundred percent that we weren't going to get that late yellow that would flip the script all over again. Blaney, you know, comes on pit road sort of in a great position for that final stop. Loses all of those, you know, loses all the positions to the 5 and the 24. Has to restart behind him again. Has to muscle his way right back by him. I know you, you enjoyed that part. But, um, yeah, and, and so that's the big, the, that's the big, you know, that's the million dollar, like, the, you know, not, not debate or question. It's like that's the, that's the problem with everybody sitting in a different position and viewing the race from a different space. You know what I mean? If you were sitting next to me in the booth, yeah, 100%. You'd have really had not much choice to plug in. I, I agree with that. I'm tethered to that window by this microphone headset that I'm wearing. I'm not on my couch. I'm not going to get up and go in the living or the kitchen, dig through some snacks, Wait, let the wait. dog out. I don't know if that's exactly what I did. Help my daughter with her homework. <laughs> Might have had Take something a, to eat. <laughs> okay, okay, I'll get the trash out. <laughs> Jesus. I come back, and I'm like, missed 20 laps. What's going on now? This is boring. <laughs> For me, listen, Dale. It, 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 all those things are true, except your reenactment of whatever my house is. That was not your on. house. That was not that what was, was going on. someone but, else's house. But I would say, look, there's a couple things here. One is, and this isn't. This isn't exclusive to just this week. We know that the car doesn't make good passes, the dirty air thing. It's, it does have an effect on the 
um, on the excitement. Yeah. There was not – look, the Xfinity race is what we had. You talk about learning from the day before, and this has happened all year. The Xfinity series has been the product that really kind of puts on the best show. I mean, you it just does. The cars put on the b- best show. So that happened again this time. I don't agree with that. And, okay, well, I'm just – maybe this is my opinion. That Xfinity race, to me, had no more excitement than Sunday's. I did not. I was watching that Xfinity race. I wasn't like wowed by what I saw. Okay, I I just disagree on that. But that's uh, that's okay. I mean, you you had a different vantage point than I did. The other thing is, again, Ross did nothing wrong. But the guy that won the race wasn't even a four contending championship. Again, and when you're trying to be immersed in the bigness of the event, that took away a little bit. Really, for me. For, I'm, I'm only speaking on me, and so anybody wants to step at me about that and they disagree, fine. I don't care. Everybody can feel differently. I'm just saying the fact that this is the first time that we didn't have the race winner be the champion, right? This is the first time we've in, the, in this playoff era. Um, yeah, I agree. I think I would prefer to have the champion win the race. I don't. So, <laughs> look, I, 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 and let me, I'll tell you why. Look, okay. I, grew up in, in, I grew up in that era where – a lot of times, man, almost every time someone else won that last race. And the championship might even already be decided before we got to that last race. And so to see Ross win didn't, didn't bother me. And it, when, when the champion was always winning that final race, it's, it rubbed me the wrong way. It's like, what's going on where we, you know, these guys can show up at this one race in the year and all four of them are going to run up in the top four positions or or the champion's always going to win this race. That's that's a little – that rubs me the wrong way. Well, I think that's not saying it right. That You had to win the race to win the championship is the better way of saying it. Not the champion just always won the race. I'm saying that I like the fact that you had to go win the race to win the championship. By the way, and that was all happenstance, by the way. It's not like that that was in the rules. I get it. But I'm just saying is that for me, you know, Ross up there doing his thing, and it's like, you know, these guys were running second for Blaney, you know, third, fifth, seventh, whatever they were running for those last, you know, 50, 75 laps. Um, I, I, the the end of the race uh, hooked me for sure. I'm not. I don't want to talk about that. I'm just felt like the. I'm surprised that Gluck's pole is actually as high as it is. To be honest, I was surprised with you. by how low it was. I thought no, it deserved yeah. it by a a seventy five or an eighty. I mean, it's a, it's a high sixty, but yeah, I, I was again. I, you know, maybe it was just in the way I, I consumed the race, which I felt like I, I consumed it as objectively as I could. I'm also grading it higher because Phoenix is been born as that's true but that also weighs into like the the track itself doesn't put on the big event like the bigness of the event we knew that that was going to be the case and it lived up to expectations on that frankly how many people said don't you wish this thing was at homestead again i saw that everywhere now that's not a that's not a coincidence it's because the event itself did not meet an expectation that we somehow have i felt I want. I felt like when I was at Homestead, man, I remember it when we had the championship race there. Boy, that was cool. I wish it was like that again. Went to Phoenix, and when I'm in Phoenix, at Phoenix, it felt worthy. Oh, yeah, right. being in the town, at, being in the city, and all the buildup. At the track, at in the moment, during the race, at the end of the race, the, the celebration on the front stretch, the celebration in the middle, all of the things going on, the grandstand. I mean, it felt 
championship worthy. I don't disagree with all of that. You have to be there though to be able you to appreciate that. And it, you, you know were at, the confetti. No, sh- f- you were at those homestead races, right? Again, I'm not knocking Phoenix and all the buildup and all the, the, the efforts that everybody put but in that, to make that event. I'm talking about the race itself for I, me was I, a bit of a letdown. I know, but I, I mean, when, how many homestead races did you watch at home? I don't know the answer to that. I, probably you were not many. at them all. Not, I, I guess, not many. I know. So you were physically there, mm-hmm. which would give you a whole different experience than being, I yeah. mean, had you been at Phoenix this weekend, your whole opinion may likely be different. I think we're saying the same thing there. Okay. I, I, I don't disagree with you. Your vantage point and being at the track would definitely create a different experience. But I, uh, th- I'm just saying, for me, that didn't, um, you know, it was a bit, I don't know. The end, the end salvaged it for me. Yeah. The end. And, and Blaney, I was so happy for Blaney. So I, does anybody else have an opinion about that, by the way? I've been to Homestead and Phoenix for both championship events and i will say like nascar does know how to put on a championship event no matter where they are but i still felt like homestead had more of that championship feel than a phoenix Forget, race i don't want to turn has. this into a homestead versus phoenix sure what did you think about the actual race this past week the, it, the, the cup race it was nice to see comers and goers like that final pit stop i assumed larson would have just won the championship because yep. he came out first on pit road so too so that to me like seemed that. different than like last year. I remember it was like a Joey Logano show. Um, so that was like the biggest thing I noticed was seeing people come and go and Blaney actually having to race his way back through the field. Felt he like he was more worthy because he had to earn it. I thought knowing Phoenix and how the races had been going there, there was no shot for Blaney to drive through there in a short period of time. I thought the comers and goers was was a was going to happen no no sooner than lap 25 right and there just weren't enough laps left in the race for blaney to accomplish what he ended up ultimately accomplishing and so i was like well okay they did they did have a different tire the track was super wide they were using the top of the racetrack on both ends last year they ran on the bottom of three and four nobody really could make any time at the top so i mean the racing and the track even is hard uh, i put a lot on the track and how the track surface tire and the car all work they improved that even which i didn't think was actually going to happen the drivers put on a good show <clears throat> the 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 facility fans camping all of that stuff was to the max a lot of uh hospitality and stuff going on around the track so it felt big and important um and then the race, like the cars being able to move around, um, there was a lot of passing and um, some pretty good battles to watch. And so, I mean, it checks checks all the boxes for me. It's as good as I think Phoenix is probably ever going to get. Um, and so, you know, Phoenix ain't going anywhere. Um, and that championship race is we're going back to it. They're having a test at Phoenix in the winter to continue to try to further that short track package and improve it. They say they got a lot of new things and a lot of thing, you know, a lot of excitement around some of the stuff they're going to try. Also, the tire that they brought to Martinsville that they learned a lot about. Goodyear's more invested and involved in trying to help get this process going. 
So Goodyear's scarred, man, from years and years of drivers complaining about their tires and the Indy issue uh, where the tires raveled and fall, fell apart. Um, so finally, you know, Goodyear's back in the game, ready to ready to get it, you know, help solve the short track package. So I'm bullish on uh, all of it. The uh, top five races of it's talk is going all you know quickly going over the top five races of 2023 with the poll uh, that Gluck puts up. I love this poll, man. Been always a big fan of Gluck and and, and the poll. Um, and and Gluck, will, Gluck will lose his senses every once in a while and be like, "Man, I'm gonna have to move the poll." <laughs> Twitter, Twitter, you know. Tw- well, Twitter we, made it hard on him. We can, yeah. Oh yeah. We're gonna have to move the poll. I'm like, God, just, just a freaking poll, man. Just leave. It's really not that. It's not that deep. Just keep. Luckily, it stayed where it is. Kansas Spring Race was number one this year, ninety three point three percent. The Coke Six Hundred. Who would have guessed? An oval race at Charlotte would ever be popular again. It was ninety one point two percent. Daytona, the regular season finale, ninety one. Fontana, eighty nine percent. And the Atlanta Summer Race, 87. Um, we're going to go to the bottom five. The bottom five. I'm, yeah. I'm trying to think if I can guess these. I bet I could. I feel like right. Martinsville Spring was That was there. the worst. That, that's got to okay. be. That was the worst. Number 38, Martinsville Spring, 37%. Wow. Watkins Glen, 39%. Yeah. Sonoma, 43 The Phoenix Spring Race, 44%. So the bottom four... Our, let's say road course short track package that's right esque, right so yep. <clears throat> and then the the uh vegas spring race 48 percent pretty interesting vegas suffered early in the season <clears throat> but uh only three races this is gluck furthering his uh information on twitter an incredibly awesome follow. If you help, if you don't follow Jeff Gluck, I'm sure you do. Only three races made it into the 90% club this season, down from seven in 2022. That's a little concerning. On the other hand, no races were under 30% this year. Five were under 30% the last year. And um, <clears throat> he wants to do a was it a good season poll next Monday. Woo. So watch for that one if you want to vote. I always vote on these. Yeah, me too. <clears throat> and um, I'm thankful that Jeff continues to do them. If he was going to move it to another platform, I was le- probably not going to ever see it. Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, was it a good season? Do you want to go ahead and give a pre- since you're so good at predicting things? I, I still feel like it's, I'm 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 a bit uh, you know I'm a bit blinded uh, by the um, success that Blaney had and and um he, you know I, I was pretty entertained. Yeah. Through, through throughout now listen man that, that that short track stuff the short track package is frustrating but saw some promise there at martinsville and again this this past weekend at phoenix that gives me some hope you know a lot of people expected you to take a pretty uh big victory lap on this prediction but you've been actually keeping it on level uh with this uh, ryan blaney um you you deserve to get some kudos for the fact that you did pick blaney at the beginning of the year and uh and stuck with him. We baited you into trying to change. Yeah. We did. Boy, I almost came close. There was a little bit of a moment there uh, early in the playoffs where I was like, I might, if he doesn't, you know, if I don't see something this next race, um, I might have to change my prediction. But 
Uh, luckily, man, they got the ball rolling in the playoffs. That gave they gave continued to grow and grow in confidence in how they how they were going. You know, I think one of the best stories that I heard over the weekend talking to Blaney, he said, you know, I raced against his dad, Dave. Me and Dave came into the Xfinity Series together, and I, I think he had the coolest Xfinity Series car, the Amico ninety three, beautiful car, and so. I, I and Dave was so nice. I never talked to him though. I was too shy, too scared to talk to him. And so, and I told him this. Um, I said, "Man, I was too nervous and too. We were we were on two different pages. He had he was older, had kids. I was an I was a young idiot. And I was like, you know, we just didn't we you know we didn't become friends like I like I I wish we had. And um, anyways, uh, I. You know, I, I I got to know Ryan. I remember standing on the uh, – me and Ryan qualified together side-by-side side in his first cup race at Kansas, and I stood next to him at his car before we climbed in, and I was just with, with Dave there. And I was like, hey, man, today is all about running all the laps. I don't know what kind of nerves you're feeling, what kind of pressure you're under, or what you think you need to go out here and do, but I would just say, um, you know, don't screw up. Don't don't put yourself in a bad situation where you bust your ass and try to run every lap. Nobody expects you to do anything beyond that. There's no, nobody nobody's like sitting there going, "Boy, if you don't run in the top ten, ooh." Because if you go back and think about Blaney Ryan's career, early on, man, he got very minimal opportunities. He raced in the Xfinity Series before Penske, right? He was getting these opportunities. And, and they were very, very brief, and he had to flash. If he didn't flash, you didn't think he might ever see him again. Nobody really knew much about him. He wasn't, you know, it wasn't like he, dude, this guy's, nobody was sitting there going, man, he's dominating the short track circuit. Right. He's a star. He's a rock star. Right. Um, I hadn't really heard much about Blaney until I see him at an Xfinity race driving Tommy Baldwin's car. And he ended up running a top 10 that night, I think. And so it was like he had to flash, right? Finally, he got this opportunity with Penske. And, uh, and man, he would have moments. I remember he raced for Penske in this limited role. He had this race at Indy where he led some laps but lost the race. And I'm like, I, I'm, I call him and I'm like, dude, damn good job today. And he was furious at himself. He's like, I, those are the races I'm supposed to win. He was madder than heck. That's when the first time I saw that little fuse. And I was like, dude, no, man. You, you, everybody in the industry is like, hey, Ryan Blaney, good driver. More, you know, get him some more time. He's going to be great. And he's like so mad at himself that he didn't win that race. He's like, it's Roger Pinsky's car. It wins every time anybody else is in it. I lost. And so, you know, I, I, um, he won, he wins his first race. He's, so he's, he's renting a house from Brad Kozlowski right next to my mother's house. Uh, and and my neighbor as well. He wins his first cup race, and I call him. I'm like, hey, you're having to get together at your house? Yes, crew guys are coming. I said, I got the beer. I'll be there. And I brought two coolers over, and we partied all night long. And I text Dave, and he's like, hey, would your would, – I was like, Dave, you got to come on over here, man. This is awesome. He's like, would you want to uh, want your dad to come over and party with you? <laughs> I'm like, I kind of, kind of would have, <laughs> but I get it. Um, we laughed about that this week, 
And so I sent Dave a picture of, of all of us that night at Blaney's first win. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had this picture that we all took. And he's like, yeah, you tried to get me to come over, and I didn't. Um, and so, you know, Ryan moved uh, out of that house eventually. He's, he's um, you know, he's going on with his life. We, we rarely, you know, speak as much as we used to. But it's been fun watching his career. I really don't have favorites out on the racetrack outside of people that drive my own cars. Um. You know, there's people that I like to see do well, True X, have friends. But man, I was pulling for him. Yeah. To do that. And Me too, I actually. You know, I was pulling for Byron as well because Byron's connection to Junior Motorsports and, and how we worked with him over the years. And Byron will have more opportunities, I'm certain. Um, but man, I was happy about that. Um, and, you know, I will, I will say that uh, we'll have more conversation around that pick um and and what we think about i'm gonna say this for our thursday show we're gonna do sort of a what drivers performed and what drivers didn't who we thought elevated their game who we thought did not we may make and i'll just say we're gonna make some predictions way too early way too early predictions yeah (laughs) way too early predictions so you want to tune in on thursday for that All right, everybody, uh, this has been our Tuesday show. We're going to wrap it up. we got a uh, lot going on this week. Uh, make sure you tune in to Thursday. I know a lot of people listen to our, our Tuesday and our Wednesday show, but Thursday we got a big surprise, uh, a lot of things to talk about. We also have um, surprise and disappointments from 2023, way too early predictions, all of those things that you'll want to tune in and hear. Um, tomorrow uh, we'll have um, – Say it. Kevin Harvick is our guest. That's so right. So Kevin um, was excited to come on to the show, wanted to come on to the show, wanted to be our last guest of the year, and we think he deserves that. Uh, we're thrilled that he'll be here, and I can't wait to talk to him. So tomorrow, Kevin Harvick. And, uh, again, Thursday, we're going to wrap up this whole year. Uh, hope you'll tune in. We'll see you then. Take it easy. Check out Dirty Mo Media on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok and Instagram.